Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. The teams are still playing the pass pretty heavily. The Titans were not afraid of the run game. And, you know, they, they were worried about the pass game and the weapons and even Joe Burrow's ability. But I also just think teams know Zach Taylor's not going to stick to the run. I mean... The, the run game has been mid-level efficient, which I think is functional. So they could lean on it a little bit more as long as teams are selling out for the pass. So I feel like they need to kind of stick to it a little bit more. I know they mm-hmm. fell behind in the past game, but maybe that's why. But it's it's the whole year. They have the second lowest amount of attempts, rush attempts in the league right now. And they have the second lowest yards. So also, <laughs> shocking one. I mean, I guess not that shocking. Joe Mixon has all but seven carries in the running back room. The other three have combined for seven touches for 29 yards, I believe. I'm going to go check that again real quick because I wrote this one down as well. Uh, uh, yeah, seven carries, 29 yards. So they just don't trust anybody behind him. We heard all offseason about how, like, you know, Travion Williams is going to trust a lot and step into a role. He's losing the pass protection role to a tight end. And they don't even give him the ball. Chris Evans, he's been hurt. I think he's the one guy that they actually might trust a tiny bit because they gave it to him. Well, yeah, they, he has two carries in two games. So that's how Almost much they trust him. But he, <laughs> they went for seven yards and five yards. You know, like he's doing six yards a carry, I guess. Like he, he feels like the ball of energy and he's finally running between the tackles. Chase Brown, that doesn't feel like they trust him at all. Does not feel like he's gotten one carry and then just kind of went, nope, you're not it right now and pulled him. Yeah. Um, so they've never invested. Well, can't say, well, I guess never because Samaj P. Ryan was what, like a waiver claim? They don't really invest mm-hmm. in that backup running back position. And I feel like it's finally showing up. Like they just kind of take scratchers like, uh, fifth round pick, sixth round pick, sixth round pick, a waiver claim here, uh, veteran minimum free agent there. If but when you look at like the best offenses, to me, like think of the Bills, they invest in not just their starting running back, which they spent a second round pick on, but then they went and got Damian Harris, and they went and got well, I guess Latavius Murray is kind of one of those vet men types, but <laughs> they went and got some guys that can actually run the ball and they trust the Chiefs. Yes, Pacheco with the seventh-round pick. They did spend that first-round pick, which hasn't worked out, but now he is supplementing him. And they went and got McKinnon, which isn't a veteran minimum type of deal. Uh, Think of the Eagles. They spent a ton of resources at the running back position, from DeAndre Swift to all those other guys. Miles Sanders in the second round. 
you think of other awesome offenses. The Dolphins, they are getting $3 million per year running backs, which the Bengals don't want to pay in Mostert and Jeff Wilson. And they went and spent a third round pick on Devon A-Chan. It's not A-Chain. I wish it was. That's a cooler name. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you look at that. It's like the teams are investing in the running back position. I feel like the Bengals have gone so deep on the other end of, you know, like, what Twitter often thinks about like running backs don't matter at all. Like you could throw anybody in there. We're seeing that they don't trust that they could throw anybody in there right now. It's just that they don't trust anybody else. So twofold. I think the way that this offense could be functional is if they lean more on the run game, they do what I'm thinking of when I'm writing about two as part of this is they get into the pistol, which is somewhere in between under center and the shotgun because Burrow doesn't feel comfortable going under center, and I'm not going to. I would not make him do that with the calf because you have to push off a little bit and really get out there for run plays. This will keep the running back closer to him for handoffs. And they have to find a way to get a second running back some trust. They have to trust a second guy to carry the ball a little bit. You look at just this past week, Derrick Henry had 22 carries. Mixon can handle 22 carries, but Ty J. Spears had eight carries. And that doesn't sound like much, but that's more than the other guys combined for this team on the season. They don't trust anybody to touch the ball eight times. And he went for what 40 something yards. So he made good on those eight carries. But yeah, like that, that is just it's shocking to me right now how little they trust a second guy in the running back room. When last year it was basically 50-50 with P. Ryan and Mixon. We were having a conversation of if is Samaj P. Ryan. No, I'm not really, but we were kind of talking about the RB2, RB1 situation. It was out there. It was, I almost think you're like, hey, Denver, Smaje, what's it going to cost us? Let's bring them back because I, they don't trust anybody like they trust Smaje P. Ryan at this point. Not outside of Joe Mixon because Joe Mixon, to his credit, like I said, is playing like the best offensive player right now. And he almost yep. gives me that 2021 vibe of Joe Mixon. Oh, I think he's playing at that level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it might not show because they're not running the ball as much. They're not going under center but what he's doing is awesome you know (laughs) he's he looks really good um he's been he's the 12th most explosive back in the league so what's the problem they don't trust to me the problem is just they don't they're not running the ball as much as they should and i think that's just a very basic idea and some people have been yelling it for weeks but it really showed itself this past week to me i just I, i feel like they 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 have a higher success rate right now running the ball and EPA per play running the ball than they do throwing the ball. And yet it feels like when one or two run plays go bad, they just kind of abandon it altogether. Like there's multiple pass plays that go bad, like per drive. <laughs> and they just, you know, we'll stick to that. I don't know. Like I, I, I get all of the analytics and everything else that say, you know, passing the ball is more efficient currently right now it's not but the way teams are playing the Bengals, they're not respecting the run game at all so while they're doing that run it on if it takes getting in the pistol to really establish and pound the rock sure i would do it i don't think i would go under center just because i don't think burrow would be comfortable enough to do that but i feel like that's why i feel like the pistol which those who don't know the quarterback line about four to five yards behind the center rather than five to seven yards and the running backs right behind him because there are issues when it comes to shotgun run game with tells um they like two run plays tight zone and duo and one of those goes opposite of the back and the other one goes to the same side from shotgun and 
if you really want to, you could set your three technique away from the back. So you stop that tight zone look, and then you have somebody come down and fill on duo. If you're really trying to stop their run game, which nobody is, but that might be their, their worry is like, well, we got these two plays, but it, there's a way teams could really take that away from us, get into the pistol. And now you could run either one of those, wherever you want, you know, like it's not just going to be left or right. To me, it changes from the defense uh, you're not being reactive to the defense like you are with the shotgun runs. You can be proactive and dictate to the defense. Like you're lining up in that. We will punish it with this. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, in the other one, unless you're going to take the running back and flip him over, which then the defense might just flip the front. Uh, you're not, you're seeing like, oh, they're in that. We can't run this play right now. The other, when you're in pistol, you say, we can run this play. We'll just run it the other way. Yeah. And, and my biggest thing is I, I, don't know why it is complicating for this offense because they're getting they're also getting in pistol like that's the other part of this like this could be a far-fetched idea that they've if i haven't seen them in pistol they do like one play a game from the pistol and those plays have been awesome that's where that fake toss deep throw the only deep ball they've completed was from the pistol where they ran that fake toss deep ball to jamar chase and then the first play of the of the Titans game, they got in pistol, ran a fake run and screen that went for about seven yards. They haven't even run a ball out of the pistol. Like if maybe they're just getting perfect looks, which yeah, I'll take those. Cause I still think while Burrow's limited and he's has all these issues, I think the compounding factor and why he's been so bad statistically is because defenses are still selling out to stop the pass game. They don't care about the run game. So if it, all it takes to switch that is to put the running back right behind him and to move him up a couple steps Sure. Like this past game, I think could be fine in those situations. Um, it won't be top of the league, but if that causes the defense to respect the run and you can create a real run pass conflict. Awesome. Create some explosive plays. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why it has to be so complicated, it, yeah. especially when you're seeing what Joe Mixon's able to do when he touches the ball. If they couldn't get the ball, if they couldn't get a running game going, I'd be like, oh, I get it. You're, you can't get a running game going. Mm -hmm. You can't get a passing yeah, like, game going. Like nothing's working. Nothing's <laughs> working. But the thing is that is a big question mark is Joe Mixon feels like Joe Mixon from two years ago and feed him the ball while your quarterback isn't healthy right now. Mm 